Matthew chapter 23, 23 through 24, it says this. Our Lord speaks. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You pay a tenth of mint, dill, and cumin, yet you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. These things should have been done without neglecting the others. Blind guides, you strain out a gnat, yet gulp down a camel. I'd like to talk to you today about the most important matters in the Scriptures. All Scripture matters. All Scripture is important. But not all Scripture is of equal importance. There are some things that are more important than other things. What I think tends to happen, though, is we all have subjects or ideas or things that we like to talk about, including myself. And we want to make those things the most important things. Sometimes our subjects square with the most important biblical subjects. They're equivalent one-to-one. But oftentimes they don't, and we harp on things that are secondary, while at the same time we neglect things that are primary. Now let me give an illustration to help explain what I'm talking about. When I wake up in the morning during the six work days of the week, each morning when I go to work, before I go to work, There's many things that I do, Now I thought of two of these that I do, and they're both important, but they're not equally important. One thing that I do is I always tie my boot strings. I don't want to walk around all day with my boots untied. Another thing I do is I make sure that my trailer hitch that hauls my backhoe is secure. Both of those are important, but one is certainly more important than the other one. Now, not tying my bootstrings may cause me to stumble when I walk, and that could, you know, maybe hurt me a little bit. I don't know. Probably not. I've forgotten to before. I've went all day with my strings tucked in my boots and just go with the flow. However, if I don't secure my trailer hitch, that could lead to a disaster because it could come off of my truck and injure somebody in traffic behind me and possibly kill someone. Someone could get killed on the highway. So, Both of those are important that I do before I go to work, but one's more important than the other. Also, when it comes to matters in life, there's things in life that are more important than other things. I remember a long time ago, I think I just had three children at the time, I was out working late a whole lot, more than I should have been, and I'd really not seen my children for a couple of weeks. And my wife called and told me that little Morgan, she might have been maybe six or seven at the time, she asked Tisha, where has Daddy been? I haven't seen him. And Tisha told her that Daddy had been working a lot, and then Tisha told me on the phone, and I still remember exactly where I was at, the street, the time of the day, and how I felt. When my wife told me that little Morgan asked, why does he work so much? He doesn't have time for us, Mama. And that came across the phone, and I thought, what am I doing? It stuck with me ever since. My work is important. I have to provide for my family. Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica, if a man doesn't work, he doesn't deserve to eat. But if I work so much that I don't spend time with my family, is that honoring to Yahweh? I don't think that it is. 
because family is more important. On the heels of that, spending time with Yahweh is more important. I think sometimes we get so caught up with work or laboring for the meat that perisheth that we forget to labor for the meat that endures to everlasting life. Those are the words of our Master in John chapter 6. It's the same thing with the Scriptures. There's been times when I've got so stuck on my pet doctrine that I began to think that it matters more than anything else. But it doesn't. It might be important, and it might matter, but it may be like the work compared to my family, or it may be like the shoestring compared to my trailer hitch. All Scripture matters. All Scripture is important, but not all Scripture is of equal importance. And so what we need to do is we need to evaluate ourselves to make sure that we are making the main things the main things. It's okay to think about other things, but not to the neglect of what's the most important. And that brings me back to our opening text in Matthew 23. We're going to look at a few verses today. Yeshua here pronounces a woe against the scribes and the Pharisees. And the reason he does this is because they had neglected what he calls the more important matters in the law. Your Bible may say the weightier matters in the law, the heavier matters in the law. What that means is it means the more important matters. See, the scribes and the Pharisees were very meticulous. They were very careful about their tithing. Mint. Deal, cumin, very small plants, tiny garden herbs. And the Pharisees made sure that they gave a tenth of all of their mint and their deal. And that was okay. There was nothing wrong with doing that. Yeshua did not rebuke the scribes and the Pharisees for doing that. He tells them in that text, it's good, these things you should do. But the problem lied in the fact that they were not doing the greater things. They focused so much on a lesser matter in the law that they forgot the weightier matter in the law. Notice both were important, but one was more important than the other. They were not doing things like practicing justice, mercy, and faith. They left those out. They were very careful to tithe, but they weren't merciful. They didn't have faith. They weren't concerned with justice. Now, I think most Bible students wouldn't be shocked to hear that justice is a more important matter in the law. Yeshua says this here in Matthew 23, verse 23. Justice is one of those weightier matters in the law. But according to Yeshua, so are mercy and faith. Those are generally things that people in Christianity associate with the newer covenant, mercy and faith. But here, Yeshua, even before the commencement of the new covenant comes about, he says that mercy and faith are more important matters in the law. So if you want to be someone who is concerned with an important or more important matter in the law, be concerned with mercy. Be concerned with faith. 
Mercy and faith are weighty matters of the law. Yet for those of us who follow biblical law, we usually think that the most important things are how to tie the tassels or not eating pork or making sure we know all the ins and the outs of the calendar. Those are important. But when Yeshua commented on the more important matters in the law, he didn't speak of those things. He spoke of justice, mercy, and faith. The Pharisees strained at a gnat. We all know about gnats. The further south in Georgia, the more you know about gnats. I've got family in South Georgia, and the gnats are crazy down there. The Pharisees strained at a gnat. He's getting in our food. We've got to get the gnat out. That was the tithing. But yet they would swallow down the camel. Two unclean animals, right? We're making sure the gnat's not in our food, but we're not even seeing the camel he's laying right on the plate. The tithing was the gnats. Justice, mercy, faith was the camels sitting right in front of them. And they weren't concerned with getting that in order in their life. A camel is a whole lot bigger than a gnat. You know, it's easy for us to sit here today and for me to stand here today and think, you know, those rotten Pharisees, why didn't they have all their eyes dotted and their T's crossed. I can't believe that they would do that kind of a thing. And that's because it's so easier for us to point out a thousand sins of somebody else than to kill one sin of our own. Much easier for us to do that. The older that I get, the more I realize that Matthew has so much that he needs to work on that I don't need to be concerned, as concerned with what I think everybody else needs to be doing. I need to first work on what Matthew needs to be doing in my family and just be an example. It's easy for us to condemn the Pharisees, but we do the same thing. We do the same thing today. We strain at our gnats. We all have those gnats in our life. The man who thinks he has no gnats probably has the biggest gnat of all. We talk about, we think about what we want to talk about, and that's not always a bad thing. Remember, the Pharisees were not wrong for their tithing. That's a good thing. But they were wrong to focus only on that and neglect the most important matter. It's good for me, going back to my illustration, it's good for me to tie my boots before I go to work. But if I'm so concerned with tying my boots that I forget to secure my trailer hitch, we know what will happen. We talk about and think about what we want to talk about rather than what Yahweh says is more important or most important. And then we act like people aren't spiritual if they don't want to discuss what we want to discuss. Let's move on to another text in the book of Philippians. Talking about the most important matters in Scripture. The book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. It is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, but not because I'm so obedient to it, but because it's such a great verse. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility. 
consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. This is talking about being concerned with people. Uh, Not judgmental, but being concerned, wanting to help, wanting to encourage, um, wanting to provide for if it's in your means to do so. And we have a text here that tells us about something more important. That's what my sermon is today, the more important matters in Scripture. We covered a few of them in Matthew 23, justice, mercy, faith. Here's another one, and boy do I fail often at this one. As followers of Christ, we are to consider others, that's other people, as more important than we consider ourselves. This is following Christ because Paul goes on in the passage in verse 5 to say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. And you go on to read and he talks about his humility. See, we, Matthew, you, we should be humble. Yet we're prideful. Yeshua had a reason to be proud. Yet he was humble. He deserved to be served. Yet he served others. He deserved to have his feet washed. Yet he washed the feet of his disciples. John needed to be baptized by him. Yet he submitted to being baptized by John. And we're called to follow him in all of these things. Philippians 2.3 says that nothing should be done out of rivalry or out of conceit. We should not look upon our fellow man as, as our rival. We should not become conceited in our own ego thinking we are better than the next guy that comes along. We are certainly important as individuals to ourselves, and we should be, because we are to love our own bodies in the sense that we should take care of our bodies, we nurture ourselves, We take care of the gift of life that Yahweh has given us. All that is important. But the text says that we're to esteem others as more important than ourselves. So it's important that I wake up every day and brush my teeth and make sure that I'm presentable, make sure that I'm walking in health, prospering in my physical body. It's important that I take care of Matthew and I'm to look out for my own interests But I'm supposed to look out for other people as more important. I'm supposed to look upon them as being of greater importance than Matthew. And it doesn't matter. It goes back to Brother TJ's sermon about the man with a gold ring and then the poor man. It doesn't matter about a person's social status. Whether they're a prince or whether they're a pauper, we tend to gravitate to the princes. not talking about the prince family here. We've got one prince family here in the congregation today. Royalty not talking about them as a family, but we tend to gravitate to the princes in society instead of to the paupers. One way that you can tell about how much care a man has for his neighbor is when he helps people out that cannot help him in return. Yeshua says, and we'll eventually get to it, I think it's in Luke 14, he says that when you have a feast, don't just invite people that can pay you back. It's okay to do that but invite people that are poor and lame and maimed that, that will never be able to pay you back. He says, because you'll be paid back at the resurrection of the righteous. 
And so we see a lot of times movie stars and people of high rank in the world today give charitable gifts. Um, If they don't do it to glorify Yahweh, though, it's not a good deed, number one. Number two, though, it's easy to give a gift when everybody's watching you give that gift. It's easy to do something good and think in your mind, man, I hope brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so comes by and sees me doing this because I'm really doing a good job. You know, really, really doing good. But that's really not how we should be. When we do things in secret and our Father rewards us openly. And let's remember that sometimes our brothers and our sisters Just because we don't see them doing anything openly doesn't mean that they don't do anything. Let's not be judgmental like that. Let's recognize that the body of Yahweh, which we're symbolized as the different parts on the human body, the hands, the feet, the ears, the eyes. Yeshua talks about Matthew 6, don't let your left hand know what your right hand doeth, and he's talking about the members of the body, you know. That's the highest form of giving is when the only person that knows that you've given is you and nobody else knows. So it doesn't matter about a person's social status, whether they're a prince or a pauper, whether they're well-known or not known. We treat each other as being more important than ourselves. Philippians 2, 3 through 4, I think it makes that very, very plain. One last text in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 I'll go to. 1 Corinthians 15. Verses 1 through 4, talking about the more important matters in Scripture. This is not, I'm not going to cover all of them in this sermon, but this is some of them. Justice, mercy, faith, our brothers and sisters, other people. These are some of the more important matters that we're to concern ourselves with. That we might not generally think are more important. We want to think what we want to think about. We want to concentrate on what we want to concentrate about instead of looking to the Bible and letting it define for us what's most important. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Now, brothers, I want to clarify for you the gospel I proclaim to you. You received it and have taken your stand on it. You are also saved by it. If you hold to the message I proclaim to you, unless you believe to no purpose. Verse 3. For I passed on to you as most important. There's a phrase again. Most important what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. I'm centering in here on what Paul writes in verse 3. For I passed on to you as most important. And what does Paul go on to speak of? Well, he goes on to speak of Christ's death for sinners, His burial, and His resurrection. And he calls that in verse 1, the good news. It's a good word. It's a good message. That's what he's talking about. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He rose on the third day. All of it in accordance with Holy Scripture. That's most important. I received it. I passed it along to you. And that should never get old to us. Do you know that? That should never, ever get old to us. We should never, quote unquote, outgrow that truth because it's a matter of most importance in Scripture then, and it's still a matter of most importance now. Christ died for our sins. We should 
have paid the penalty for our sins. Matthew should have paid the penalty for Matthew's sins because it's Matthew that committed the sin. It's Matthew that violated Yahweh's law. We are the ones who have transgressed, not the Messiah. He didn't deserve to die. And here's something else that we tend to think the older that we get in Christ. We think that we don't need his death as much as we used to. We think that we've advanced to the point that we're pretty righteous in and of ourselves and we've progressed in our sanctification and we've gotten more and more holy and we don't need his death as much as we did you know, when we first came to him. We sure needed it then, but we don't really need it now. We've added to our salvation by our good works. But that's not the truth. That's not the truth. I think Brother TJ's done a fabulous job from the Bible showing that the only reason that we even produce good works is because the gift of faith that's been given to us. Remember, faith is not something that you muster up. Faith is a gift from Yahweh. And faith is how good works are produced. So it's not true that we don't need Christ's death for our sins less now than we used to. We who are saints are still sinners. We still need the death of Christ for our sins every day. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's the model daily prayer. One of the great markers of sanctification, and sanctification means to become more holy. And that is a marker in the Christian's life. One of the great markers that you know that sanctification has happened is when a person has the realization of the holiness of Yahweh. The closer a person gets to Yahweh, spiritually speaking, in their relationship with Yahweh, the better he or she understands how holy Yahweh is. They long to be like Yahweh. Anybody long to be like him? I do, every day. I wake up and I think, man, Father, make me more like you. I want to be like you. I want to be like your son. So the sanctified person longs to be like Yahweh. They long to live like the Messiah. But at the end of the day, they know that they have not. You know that you meet a holy person when the person realizes and admits that they're not holy. Sanctified people don't talk about how sanctified they are. Holy people don't talk about how holy they are. You know that they're holy. They don't speak of it because as I've been quoting this verse a lot and it's just been coming up, so I'll quote it again. Proverbs 27 verse 2 says, Let another man praise you and not yourself. Strangers and not your own lips. Brothers and sisters, our best days don't even compare to the life of the Messiah. He is the unblemished lamb. He's the only unblemished lamb. He died for Matthew's sins. I'm a sinner in need of his righteousness. And his blood has to be applied to my doorpost and my lintel. And that's what the Passover, and it's coming up, and that's what it's all about. When those Israelites had to take that lamb's blood and apply it to the doorpost and the lintel of each home and then 
the destroyer would pass by the house when he saw the blood and the firstborn wouldn't be killed. That's all typological of the Messiah, 1 Corinthians 5, our Passover lamb. That when his blood is applied to the doorpost of our life and of our heart, Yahweh, the destroyer, also passes over us based upon the blood of the lamb. We're saved by the blood of the lamb. There's no mixing of any of my blood in there. It's total, pure, uncorruptible blood of the Messiah. If the salvation of any Israelite depended on Matthew's blood, nobody would be saved. I'm not an unblemished lamb. I'm a blemished, three-legged, cross-eyed lamb with the scours. That's Matthew. I need help. And that's you. There are times when Matthew wants to think and we want to think that we have some skin in the game. We like to think that. But it's only because that I'm at that point refusing to acknowledge what I know to be true of myself and that I need your mercy again, Yahweh. I need your grace on my life every day. I'm not good. Yeshua said that when he said to us dads, he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. That's most important. Paul lists this as those, one of those most important things. So brothers and sisters, as I close today, I say to you, don't neglect anything in Scripture. As I said at the beginning of the sermon, all Scripture is important, but not all is equally important. While we are not to neglect anything in Scripture, let's not prioritize wrongly. Let's not major on the minors while we minor on the majors. Let's not be so concerned with our tithes that we forget mercy, faith, and justice. Let's not be so concerned with ourself that we forget other people. And let's not ever think that we're too holy and that Christ died for our sins doesn't mean as much to us now as it may have 20 or 30 years ago. It should mean the same to us each day that we awake. Because whether or not I realize it or you realize it, you need those new mercies every morning. You need them. And I do too. Don't make secondary matters in Scripture primary. Keep the main thing the main thing. Let the Bible define for you what is most important and then prioritize those things. Don't ever outgrow them. Never think you've mastered them. Always keep studying them and always proclaim them as the greatest. We all, every day of our life, have room for growth. Let's stand and close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. I'm humbled to be able to even preach it. Father, now I pray for your Holy Spirit that it would enlighten the minds and the hearts of the people. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the message preached. But Father Yahweh, I know that your spirit has to be accompanied with the message. So prick the hearts of your people today. Grow the seeds that I've planted. Grow the seeds that I've watered. Give the increase, Yahweh. 
helped me remember what's most important, um, not neglecting the other things, but uh, keeping them all in their proper balance. I love you, Yahweh, and I love your son. It's through him I pray.